Hey, Momo, how many drivers do we have in today's race? Eh, 23, sir. What? We need 24 drivers! You know what to do. Ah, uh, you know. Uh, send in the field filler. Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Get all your news, results, and updates on NASCAR every week on this channel. You've tried the best, now here's the rest. Let's fill the last row with our hosts, Vanilla Wafers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the back of the field as well as the bottom of the playlist. This is Vanilla Wafers, and welcome to the Field Filler Podcast. Hope you guys are having a good Friday afternoon. We're getting ready to start the Folds of Honor at Atlanta this weekend. It's going to be on Sunday and my picks right now are looking pretty good. I'm pretty proud of these picks. I know I'm 0 for 3 on getting into the top 100 or the top 1,000 in that fact for fantasy live picks. But I feel good about this one. I, I have read the errors of my ways and I feel good about this. So hopefully I can win you guys over on my picks. We're also bringing back this week's news as we got actually quite a few news in the NASCAR world regarding schedule, new racetracks, as well as some other stuff. So I'm pretty excited about that. In fact, let's get started with that. Let's get started with this week's news. <coughs> oh, Momo, what the hell is that cough? <coughs> it don't worry about it, sir. I can still work today. You best not have brought the Rona over here. I'm going to kick your ass. <coughs> no, sir. No, sir. I, I will just do the news real quick. Uh, this is the news. Thank you. Oh, God. Now I got to disinfect everything. <coughs> oh, all right. Whole area is disinfected. I hope so. Because, my gosh, that's the last thing we need. We need to be shut down by the government for any diseases that are being carried around here. Momo, you sick freak. All right, where was I? Oh yes, the most important news, and that is the updates to the schedule for the month of June, July, and August. So they've added quite a few races. We already know the tracks we're gonna be going to all the way up to about June 21st. Now here's the other schedules. I'm only gonna say the cup races because Arca, Menard, Trucks, and Xfandy will be racing at the same exact tracks on those weekends. So we're just gonna focus on cup. And these are the ones that they've added on. They've added two races to Pocono. That's going to be Saturday, June 27th and June 28th. They're going to be back-to-back -back races. One's going to be a 325-mile race, and the other one's going to be a 350-mile race. One on Saturday, one on Sunday. Both in the afternoon. Saturdays will be at 3.30, and Sundays will be at 4 o'clock. And then for the Cup Series, they're going to be back at Indianapolis Motor Speedway on Sunday, July 5th. It's going to be a 400-mile race. It's going to be on the circle track, not the road course like the Xfinity is going to do the day before that race is at 4 p.m. and then they're going to be going to Kentucky on July 12th on a Sunday a 400 mile race that race starts at 2 30 p.m. then we will have the all-star open and the all-star race on Wednesday July 15th that will start at 7 p.m. Eastern. Then they will go to Texas Motor Speedway on Sunday, July 19th. That's going to be a 500-mile race starting at 3 p.m. And this will be the first race that will be on NBC. So make sure if you're recording the race not to do it on Fox Sports 1. It will be on NBC. And then they will be heading to Kansas on Thursday, July 23rd for a 400-mile race. That, that will start at 7.30 p.m. Not on a Wednesday, that's a Thursday, July 23rd. Then 
the lower series will be going to Kansas, which is the Gander Trucks, the Arca, and the Xfandy, while the Cup Series will be going to New Hampshire on August 2nd. So they will take that Sunday off and they'll wait till the next Sunday to race at New Hampshire, which is August 2nd, a 318 mile race, and that will start at 3 p.m. So a lot of add-ons and hopefully this will get us back up to where we were as far as the regular schedule goes and hopefully everything stays the same. But this is the new add-ons. Hopefully you guys like it. It looks like it was going to be the tracks that they were going to race anyways during the summer. Some of the tracks that lost their schedule was Michigan and Sonoma. But other than that, looks like the schedule is pretty much the same in some sense. We do have the all-star race in the middle of the summer at night at Charlotte. So, hey, Schedule starting to look a little bit more normal back to what it used to be and hopefully everything else is starting to go normal after this pandemic. So everybody has been waiting in great anticipation on what the 2021 schedule looks like. What new tracks will they be adding on? Will it be crazy racing? Will we see a bunch of new changes? Oh my gosh, we can't wait as NASCAR fans. Well, they did add a track, and one is Nashville Super Speedway, the concrete 1.33-mile racetrack that used to be driven by the ARCA Truck Series and the Xfinity Series, but never the Cup Series until next year. That's right, they're returning there. It's been since 2010 since they've raced at the track. This is a good start. I wouldn't say that this is going to fill everyone's needs because it still looks like Kansas Motor Speedway, just a little bit smaller, and it's made out of concrete. Yes, it's a different track, but that's a good start. And besides, they do need some more races around the Nashville, Tennessee area because that's where they're having the banquets now. So I'd say a good start. It's gotten me really excited because I did not think about that track at all when they were thinking about adding new tracks. I was thinking something along the lines of adding Iowa Speedway, Road America, Circuit of the Americas, tracks like that. Not Nashville. I completely forgot about that one. Except for the Fairgrounds one, but that's been in the news a lot. I don't know if they're going to be running that track or not. I'm hoping so because it's always great to have short tracks back on. But it looks like uh, there's a good reason to be excited about the 2021 schedule because they are adding new tracks for sure because we just saw the first one, and that is Nashville Super Speedway. Wait a minute, is coronavirus over? I mean, with all the protests going on and nobody's focusing on COVID-19, do I not have to worry about that anymore? Okay, good news, Momo. You're still um, you're still hired, but I'm just going to be disinfecting you every five seconds. Starting now. So, it looks like Homestead Miami Speedway is going to be having some fans attend the race. Now let's go more into detail on what they mean by that. It's only going to be about a thousand people that are going to be attending the race. And it's going to be mostly military personnel as well as first responders that get to attend the race. So that's pretty good. Would you stop that? That's annoying as shit. All right, all right, I'll stop. Okay, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of wasting my disinfectant. It looks like Homestead Miami Speedway is going to be one of the first races that's going to welcome fans back and... I don't know. To be honest, guys, I'm a little nervous about this. I don't want to see a second wave of COVID-19 happen, especially now that they're starting to reopen sports, reopen businesses. I'm afraid that we're going to get another spike here soon, and we're going to be back in the same spot that we were in early March, a stay-at-home order. I am really hoping that doesn't happen, but I'm also a little afraid at the same time that people are opening up too soon. Now, I know what people are saying. You got to get the economy rolling back. You got to keep 
putting people back. That's fine. But now that we know what the government's going to do if COVID spikes, we might see another delay in sports or events if COVID-19 goes back up. I'm hoping not. I'm really hoping not. These guys obviously know way more than I do about all this COVID-19 situation. So I'm hoping that it works out well, but I'm going to keep my eye on it because I am indeed a little nervous about them opening back up to the fans. And that will conclude today's news. Definitely some big announcements as far as scheduling goes, um, letting people back into the racetracks, and a possible look on how the 2021 schedule is going to be. So there's a lot of things to be excited about if you're a NASCAR fan. But now let's move on to this weekend. We are done looking at the long term. Now let's look at the short term real quick. Let's look at the picks and who to go for at Atlanta's Folds of Honor 500. Alright, so I've decided to pull results and stats from the last five races at Atlanta as well as the last three races at mile and a half tracks for the 2020 season. And based on what I've seen, there are actually quite a few drivers that would be a safe pick to go with and some drivers you would be willing to take a gamble with and some drivers you may want to stay away from. Now the first one, this one's going to be quite an obvious pick and that is the number four of Kevin Harvick. His last five races at Atlanta, he's finished fourth and given 45 points, first 56 points, ninth 48 points, sixth 37th points, and second 44 points. He's done really, really good at this racetrack, and on average, he's going to give you about 45 points. And even looking at the mile and a half tracks in the 2020 season, his last three have been a 10th place finish, a 5th place finish, and an 8th place finish. Now, hopefully, you haven't used too many picks on him. But if you are looking for someone super safe in this race and you still have a couple of picks on him to go out of your NASCAR Fantasy Live, he's definitely one you want to add on to your roster. Another driver you want to add on is last week's winner at Bristol, the number two of Brad Keselowski. He is actually really good at Atlanta as well. Here's his last five races at Atlanta. He finished first, got 40 points, second place with 53 points, won again with 53 points, finished ninth with 32 points, and ninth again with 36. Fords have been mostly dominating the Atlanta race. They've won the last three races, so it wouldn't be a bad idea to go with Brad Keselowski again. The last three races, his worst finish has been a second place at Atlanta. And then also in the 2020 season, he's been doing really good. Seventh, first, and seventh. Now, he hasn't been scoring too many stage points. However, he is still going to give you about 40 points, it looks like, if you go by these stats. So he's another one that you should add on to your list. Yes, a Joe Gibbs guy was able to make the list. It's not Kyle Busch. It's actually the number 19 of Martin Trex Jr. He has struggled a little bit this season. And when I say struggle, I mean mostly run from between 5th and 10th rather than be winning the races. So he's still a pretty good pick because look at his last five races at Atlanta. Second place, 5th place, 8th place, 7th place, and 6th place. The only one that didn't really score too many points was back um, four races ago at Atlanta where he finished 7th but only got 20 points. He had a penalty with the whole uh, incident with the roofing or the panels on the windows, something like that. I can't quite remember, but it was kind of a little bit of a shocking thing that was going on in 2016. And in the last three races of the 2020 season, he's finished 9th, 6th, and 20th. He did struggle a little bit in the last race at Charlotte. Now, Martin Trex Jr. is another guy who is 
gonna give you a top 10 i don't think he's gonna win the race but he's more than likely gonna give you a top 10 he would probably give you about 35 points if you were to put him in this event so if you haven't used him too much might as well put him on here he's gonna give you a couple of points no doubt about it because really the worst points he's gotten that doesn't count a penalty this year has been 34 points a mile and a half and the same thing with atlanta uh not counting that penalty he finished six and still got 38 points so He's definitely going to be one to be go with. And Kurt Busch in the number one. Last year, he got third place. And then with Haas Racing, remember, he's only been with uh, Chip Ganassi from 2019 to 2020. He finished eighth, seventh, and fourth. And then in the last few mile and a half tracks, he um, finished fifth, seventh, both at Charlotte, and then 25th at Vegas. Now, I'm not going to really count Vegas too much because that's his home track. He tends to be cursed at that track. Never go for a Bush brother when it comes to Las Vegas Motor Speedway. But he's looked really, really good at Atlanta. This is a good feel for him. It's similar to Charlotte. He kicks ass in Charlotte, and you're probably going to get a seventh or better finish from him. Another 35 points. He's in the same level with Martin Trex Jr. Might as well put him in. So those are some pretty safe picks. Those four drivers, if you're looking to be safe, those are the ones you want to go with now if you want to take a gamble i can't believe i'm saying this i really can't believe this go with number 47 of ricky stenhouse jr and here's the reason why he's gotten two top fives at mile and a half tracks this year he's been looking really good and then at 2019 last year a team that was looking really good that's not one of the top teams was jtg daughtry racing they had one driver finish in the top 10 and then ryan priest in number 47 was also running up there until he ran into somebody on pit road and for the most part he's finished 15th or better at atlanta even when he was with the number 17 car he might be a good pick to go with at atlanta so if you're looking for someone to replace one of those guys that are safe picks you may have used a little too much at the beginning of the season go with ricky stenhouse he might be actually a pretty good pick but there is risk versus reward because if he's not running in the top 10, he's usually wrecked out. So there's that. Also, number 14 of Clint Boyer. Like I said, Fords have been dominating Atlanta. He wouldn't be a bad one to go with either because in the last three races at Atlanta, I'm only going to count those because he was with mediocre teams before then, he finished 5th, 3rd, and 11th. And now if you look at mile and a half tracks, he's been a little bit off the walls. He's been finishing 12th, 39th, and 16th this year at mile and a half. So he's kind of a risk versus reward. He did good at Bristol. I said he was going to be a good one at Bristol, and he finished really well. He might jump on that momentum going into Atlanta. And he likes Atlanta, according to his stats. So maybe put him in if you don't feel comfortable with putting Ricky Stenhouse in. And another one, Ryan Blaney. Might as well get all the forts out of the way. Let's put Ryan Blaney in there as well. Because every single race this year at mile and a half, he's either gotten you 42 points or better. Let's go to his results at Atlanta. Last three races, 22nd, but he led 41 laps, 12th and 18th. And that 18th was when he was with Wood Brothers. So he hasn't really shown great results at Atlanta. So this is why I put him on a take a chance rather than a safe pick. He's been looking really good this year. So if you go on 2020 stats, might as well put him in. But if you look at Atlanta stats overall, hasn't really ran that well. But guess who he's with? 
He's with Joey Logano's old team, a team that was a factor in most of the Atlanta races in the last couple of years. He would not be a bad pick to go with going into that race. And if you want to pick Joey Logano, he might be another safe pick. I might actually move him up to a safe pick because guess who he has? He has Brad Keselowski's old team. Wouldn't be a bad pick to go with either. So, but if I had to pick any one driver from the Roger Penske team, it has to be Brad Keselowski because he likes that track personally. So I'm going to put that head and shoulders over a team. And one guy to uh, possibly take a gamble with, maybe Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson hasn't really shown the best results in the last couple of years, but this year is a little bit different. And before those last couple of years, he was winning at Atlanta every single time. I think he won in both 2015 and 2016. If not then, it was 2016 and 2017. Either way, this would be a good track to, that Jimmy Johnson could come back on, especially it being a mile and a half. He looked really good at Charlotte, except for the whole incident with the Coca-Cola 600 where he got penalized. Maybe a good pick there so those are my picks if I had to pick five drivers if I had to pick five without worrying about picks I'm gonna go with Kevin Harvick Brad Keselowski Martin Trex Jr. Kurt Busch and I think Ricky Stenhouse Jr. I'm gonna throw Ricky Stenhouse Jr. into that pick and then for my sixth guy I'm gonna put Ryan Blaney because he's been a safe pick overall so those are my six guys that I'm gonna go with for the Atlanta race folds of honor 500 let's just pray to god i don't have my first and second place guy take each other out with two laps to go to make me look like an ass clown again please nascar gods just give me a good weekend thank you that will conclude the picks and also the last segment of this episode if you are a nascar fan you are starting to get really excited especially for the new schedule add-ons they're starting to welcome fans back and also the 2021 schedule everyone's anticipating on that and hopefully i do good on my picks like i said earlier i'm just going to be praying to the nascar gods so things are starting to look more positive as we go into the summer but Thank you guys so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast.